Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helferty. Hi. This is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Oh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast, people's podcast, players podcast, prognosticators podcast, pity light podcast. Once again, the only Flyers podcast. This is the morning after, which sometimes doubles as our regular Snow the Goalie show for the week. There's a lot to get into. But first of all, I have to note, the rust stash remains undefeated. The beard started growing back in, which is perhaps why your team, your town, your Philadelphia Flyers lost last night in overtime. Two big points. Two big points for this guy right here, getting back into it. Before I can brag a little bit more, let's go to Anthony Sanfilippo on Twitter, at AntSanPhilly. Um, Russ, wait a second. Are you... Are you bragging that you got the the game right that the Flyers lost last night? Are, are you not bragging only did about I that? not only did I get the result right, I got the score right. Two points, two points. Um, Russ, do you see that? Do you know what that is? Let me bring it up here. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? Yeah, a broken a broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah. Twice a day. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's I know that. the, yeah, great. Uh huh. Uh huh. That was, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I want to say that I'm proud of you for that, but I'm not. But um, certainly something, Ant. Um, yeah. I will, I, mean, I, will I will, I will, I will just point out the fact that, you know, anytime you've gotten two points, you've kind of, you know, I, I, I used to be able to say waddled, but you've lost weight, so I can't say waddled. But you used to kind of like trot around uh, and, and, you know rub it in everyone else's face when you know you went out and, and you did something right so ant let me uh let me just do this really quickly i'll i'll show you this uh actually pull it up on the screen here dun, da, da, da. this is the updated standings now everywhere that you see a green is a correct score prediction and a win a yellow is a correct win and a red is wrong a white is not applicable as in we forgot to put in our predictions. So as you can see, Anthony Sanfilippo is in second place. Bundy still leads 16 points. Ant has 15. Those two big points got me up to 12. Intern Andrew, six points. I will point out, and Bundy, you'll love late. this. You started uh, you'll, you'll love this, uh, Bundy. Since intern Andrew started doing predictions, Anthony has the fewest points of all four of us. So Ant is kind of like the New York Yankees, how they always talk about all the World Series they won back in the 1920s when no one cared. But since the intern Andrew era, Ant has the fewest points. Bundy, how does that make you feel? You're still in the lead. You have the most points over that period of time, by the way. Yeah, we don't actually guess at these things, Russ. We do have like some calculated thoughts, I think. But you know what? Congratulations on your win last night. Uh, Thank you. 
in a game the Flyers absolutely deserve to win. But I don't know, Russ. Congratulations. You're looking good. I don't understand the intern Andrew thing with Anthony because does it – so you're just saying since intern Andrew came on, Anthony's just been a mess. He has. Anthony has – he's lost – some would say that he's lost a little bit off of his fastball. But you know what? Uh, you and I, we continue trucking along. Intern Andrew, he's been impressive thus far. He has registered more points than Anthony Sanfilippo. And, and really, isn't that what it's all about here in the holiday season is, is just holding something over Anthony's head, perhaps a mistletoe. Uh, we won't be holding that up over his head at the next Press Row show on Thursday as the Flyers take on the Caps. And we're going to get to the Caps in a little bit because a bunch of news broke about them. But, Ant, go ahead. You want to? No, no, no. I, I, I will you be, have something uh, to say. I will be honest. It has nothing to do. I mean, I'm past you gloating about your two-point win over in a game that the Flyers dominated the other team. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will admit that I was a little bit torn yesterday with making a pick. I did pick the Flyers. And I ultimately picked the Flyers because – the NHL did something ridiculous to the National Predators. It was their seventh game in 10 days last night. And not only that, they traveled to like four cities in those 10 days on top of the – and they came back home a couple times. It was the most – I've never seen anything like this schedule that they had. It, it, you know, the COVID year excluded, right, obviously because there was some crazy scheduling that had to be done with that. But – um, but just to actually schedule a team to play seven times in 10 days in five different cities was asinine, which is why I ultimately picked the Flyers. But I will say, I will say this, John Tortorella yesterday, pregame, and this was why I was torn. When he was asked about, you know, the you know, lineup change, they put um, Paling back in and they took a Mark Stahl out and he announced Urson was going to be the goalie. He said, yeah, we'll see how we do tonight. Third game of the trip, all the dads are here. Like he he kind of had a feeling going in that they might have a sluggish start. Now, I don't think they were all that sluggish in the first mm-hmm. period. They lost they were down two nothing in the first, you know, in the first period, but they still I thought had a better period than the Predators did. Um couldn't score on the power play, which ultimately was, you know, what, 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 what I think is the difference in the game, but um, they still were the better team throughout that entire game. And so, you know, even if they felt like maybe there was a little bit of a distraction having all, everybody's dads on the trip and hanging out and dinners and stuff like that, um, I, I didn't necessarily see it translate into the game, even though that was a concern of of Torts. But that was that was why I was thinking maybe I could go the other way. Ultimately, didn't. Went with the Flyers. Um Obviously, the pick was wrong, but I, I got to give them credit to to if if the coach was concerned that there might be a little bit of drop off in their game because of because of that trip, um, they didn't really have it. They didn't have the drop off, even though they didn't win the game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought they played really well. That actually may have been their best game of the road trip. I thought, despite the score, um, you know, I don't. I think they played well the other two games, but I really thought like this one, they looked like they had a sense of, of control of the game for the most part. Um, so I picked the flyers, you know, I see, um, if you look at the league, I always find like when teams can go on rolls and it seems like dip off around the five game mark. I'm really curious to see how they flip this now and they come back home. They did finally lose after going on a roll. 
And my biggest thing is now when I watch the league, um, just to see how it, how they go right now. Can they get back on the winning win column a lot? Because what happens is I think the teams that do go on runs, they don't go on the losing runs or they drop points as, as often. Look at Edmonton. They couldn't win a game for several in a row. Now they're winning everything. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just – I really feel like the league is in a lot of ways for most teams is a roller coaster. I don't see like the pattern before Anthony. I don't know. Maybe it's going back, but I don't see like the lose two or win two, lose one, you know, win two, lose two, win three, lose one. It's there was like more even before. Now it seems like everything goes up and down. And so they were playing really well. And I'm just telling you, because you lose a game, even at the end of the score, it can kind of change a little bit of a, of a look of what your team does. So I'm really, really interested to see how they look coming out of this. Um, you see the one, I'm, I'm just looking at the comment. It, it, it is, it's, it's so much different regular season at NHL for some reason. I, I want to just see what happens. And I hope the Flyers can kind of keep things neutral for a little while. I mean, they have a good home game to come to come back to tomorrow night with the Capitals. I know we're going to talk about them. Um, but, I mean, they're playing good hockey, you know, and when you look at the, the, the greater good, the four lines, the six defensemen have contributed with some really top-end heavy uh, performances by some guys, Sanheim, York a little bit, but up front as well, Couturier is just having a great, great year. Um, and um, I just – I'm really interested to see how it looks because I do feel like somebody has put down it's a – the league seems a little bit like um, – NBA-ish. I, I just saw something about it. Here it is here. And in a way, I want to see that just to see if there's a pattern that's developed through the league because I really feel like it's it's going to be a, a really interesting time right now to see as other teams make their pushes and start to realize, hey, we're in trouble. We need to start winning games. This is going to be interesting to see um, what this team looks like coming forward, coming home here. They've done amazing on the road, really unbelievably well on the road. And uh, this is going to be an interesting little time of year right now around Christmas. Great, That was a great effort last night. I'll gladly take the point down 2 nothing. They came back and got a point again, and that was really, really cool. Yeah, it was good to get, it was good to get the point, and, and you, you don't, you're, you're not upset by the loss because they got five out, of, they get five out of six, right? I mean, you can't ask for much better on a road trip. Uh, the only thing you can be is perfect, right? So the, it was just slightly less than perfect. The one red flag that I'll put up there is – you know, first of all, UC Soros had a hell of a game for Nashville last night in goal. He was, he was unbelievable. I mean, he really kept and got won the won the Predators the game. Um, I, I worry that the Flyers' inability to to really finish with with consistency will be what ultimately is, you know, brings them to a to a more consistent losing effort if i mean i don't want to make them sound like they're gonna they're gonna struggle right but i mean when you're playing these top end goalies these top tier goalies on a more night in night out basis i worry that they don't have what it takes to finish on a you know enough to win game to win games consistently we'll see i mean that's my it's been the one thing that i've kind of hung on to to say what you know why we shouldn't be like oh this team's playing great they're going to be a playoff team everything's awesome it's the one reason why i still think that they might miss that they're going to miss the playoffs and i think it's because ultimately you're going to find that they're going to struggle to score 
when the other teams are throwing their their best guys out there against them. And that's not to say they can't beat these good goalies. They can. They they have. They've won some games against good goalies, and I think that they can still do it. Um, I just don't know if they can do it with regularity, and I think that that's where I'm still on the pump the brakes. But the team is playing a great brand of hockey. They, I mean, they yeah. blocked 23 more shots last night. They're eating pucks like there's no tomorrow. And I think 14 of those 23 were in the third period. So it was like, it was like as they were trying to come back, they were just they saying to Nashville, nope, you ain't getting a shot on goal. We're going to come down and we're going to score. We're going to tie this game. And they did. And like it was, it was a really, really just all-around good effort by the Flyers last night. I agree with you, though, Anthony. I was, I was thinking that last night watching it, too, where I'm thinking to myself, I really, you know, I know it's been going in lately, like the pucks were going in, but I really do have a feeling that when things get tight and there's not a lot of space on the ice, it's going to be a problem scoring goals. I do. Yeah. I feel like the offense is going to flutter at some point. I'm not saying that with a negative. I just, I was thinking it last night. Like there was a stretch in that game where it just felt like, man, they're going to have trouble scoring goals. And if Nashville scores one more in that game, makes it three nothing, it's over. Right. So yeah, I do. I, I don't know why. I just feel like there's going to come a point where there's going to be a real hard push for them again to find a way to get offense. And I know they're in a stretch right now where they've really played well. And I don't want to sound like the negative Nelly in this. I just look at it as more of an optimist or as, as somebody that kind of sees the game forward and has a, a, a good look at teams. But I, I have a feeling it's offense is going to be tough to come by uh, yeah. in some second half game. They usually are. And I, and I worry, and Russ and I talk about this all the time with, with the fans, right? I mean, so, you know, my worry is he's like, we well, just let the fans be the fans. And I get it. I, let, let the fans them, enjoy it. Let them enjoy a win and let, let them, them be fans. And, you know. and I'm, I'm fine with it. I just want to throw a little bit of note of caution out that what we're sitting here saying is a really good effort and good point last night could two months from now that I don't want it to turn into they're playing the same style of game and people are complaining that it's not a win. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that, that's why the, it, you know, the, the process here is enjoy the way that they're playing, even if it doesn't result in them, you know, winning games on a regular basis. If they end up starting to lose games, a few more of these games like this, don't let it frustrate you that it's not good enough is what I'm saying. Because I think that the style that they're playing is in fact good enough. I'm just not certain that they had the finishers to be a playoff team in the end, in the end. So that, yeah. that's all. And I'm, so, so I'm just, my caution to the fans is in, I'm saying, enjoy it, like it, like this team. They are enjoyable to watch. They're playing a fun brand of hockey every game consistently. That doesn't mean it's going to result in what you want it to result in. And that is okay. That's all I'm saying about it. Just a reminder. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping here. Just a reminder, if you're watching us over on Twitter, we love and appreciate you, but we can't bring up your comments on the screen. If you're on YouTube, please make sure you hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, ring the bell so that you get notified whenever we go live with a show, not only the morning after, the regular Snow the Goalie show, as well as the Press Row show, which returns this Thursday against the Capitals. Guys, there was something that happened uh, just ahead of this game uh, last night that I thought was pretty cool, and I wanted to to bring up here and... Well, if the Flyers come after us for using their footage, whatever. But I think that this is a really cool thing. So I want to I want to throw this up here real quick. Something that happened pre-game. Out of retirement. Come on in, Mr. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. 
have a good game. Tonight's starting lineup for the Philadelphia Flyers. On defense, number six, Travis Sanheim. On defense, number eight, Cam York. At left wing, number 71, Tyson Forster. At center, number 14, Sean Couturier. At right wing, number 11, Travis Konechny. And in goal, number 33, Sam Erickson. Now, of course, that was cool because that was Morgan Frost's dad. And if you're, if you're unaware of that, uh, of, of this, his dad, Andy Frost, was the PA announcer, the public address announcer for the Maple Leafs from 1999 to 2016. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, Andy Frost. You know, Andy Frost is a is a legend up there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not, and he he's, he hosts like radio shows too. Even now, I think he's still doing that, right? Um, he is. He's a beaut. That guy. He really is. I would uh, I would go after the first period right when I was coming off. I was I just had gotten sober and I was cleaning up. But I'd go outside after the first intermission. We'd go outside the Air Canada Center. Me and Andy have a cigarette together. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's their. I was like circa like 2010, 2009. Yeah, he's their Lou. He's their Lou Nolan, or was their Lou Nolan? That doesn't do that yes. anymore. But he's a uh, uh, really good, really good guy, really well liked yeah. and loved up in uh, up in Toronto. Anyway, I thought that was a pretty cool thing, uh, especially because you know they they'd been hyping that the dads were on the trip, and like what a what a cool thing. It's not something that you get to see every day. It's certainly certainly not a, a normal thing to have a, a PA announcer in the family. You know. Scratch tonight. <laughs> My son again, Morgan. We're used to this. Hang in there, kid. Meet you in the press box for popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, I mentioned that on Thursday, the Flyers are playing the Capitals, but there was some news that broke. We actually have, there's two quasi breaking news stories that have happened in the last 24 hours. I want to get to this one first, and then we'll come back to something that has potential ties to the Flyers. The Capitals, uh, Anthony, could perhaps, in a harbinger of things to come in Philadelphia, could be looking to move away from their downtown arena and give people a, an idea of what's going on there with the Caps. Yeah, it was announced yesterday, Ted Leonsis, who is uh, the owner of the Caps and the Washington Wizards NBA team, uh, wants to move the team to Northern Virginia. Uh, Alexandria area, um, just across the river. It's 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 no different than if one of the Philly teams moved to Camden, right? I mean, that's that's how close it is uh, there. But that's where their practice facility is currently. Um, it's over in Virginia, and they want to they want to um, build an arena there. And I thought it was it was interesting to mention because that downtown arena in Washington's only been there I don't know what twenty years. Maybe twenty years, Bundy. Does that sound uh, probably, right? I, I think probably. I'm going to go a little earlier, and I'm going to say like ninety eight, ninety seven. Is it that long? Twenty five yeah. years, maybe. Okay, yeah. um, but but you know, it, it was built um, 
So here we, uh, Trevor Harris uh, is telling us it was. It was. It was 1997. It yeah. started as the MCI Center, then yeah. it became the Verizon Center. All right, so, so 27 years. And now All right, it's fine. Capital One so, Arena. Yeah. Um, so it was it was a real battle back then to put it into the Chinatown area of, of Washington, D.C. Um, it was all the promises that we're hearing from the 76ers were made to Washington, D.C. at the time. Um, and, yes, the arena lasted down there for as long as it has. It never really made the area all that appealing. It never really made it better. Um, it was really, it's as, as, you know, we would drive to DC a lot of times, um, as reporters. Um, I know the team used to take the train in, uh, but we used to drive in sometimes a lot of times and it, it was a pain in the ass to get to that arena because of parking. There was never anywhere to park. Um, and then you would t- say, okay, take the Metro, um, but even then, you know, you're talking about midweek rush hour, trying to take the metro it through downtown D.C. It was it was a pain in the ass, um, and and the arena just never had the, the this great appeal to that area. And now here we are, three decades later, or almost three decades later, and they are looking to move out of the city. So it's just a you know buyer beware little note of caution. That if you are someone who thinks it's a great idea for the Sixers to build a stadium in downtown Philly, great. Um, but look, 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 the end results can be. Now, what are you going to do with that building? What's going to happen to that space that that it's taking up multiple blocks of an area that's not and never really developed as promised? And what's going to happen next? What does the city do with that next? I mean, it, there's no question it's better than the Cap Center was. Bundy, I mean, you remember the Cap Center. Which was out. No, in at, least you, at least you could park at the Cap Center. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't in DC. They actually right. had room there to, you know, they could have built another rink next to it and had space to do that. Yeah, they could have. Complain. It was Landover, Maryland, dude. Everything they have there in Washington is a shithole. Like their fucking buildings stink. Their teams stink. The Capitals were the best thing about them. Like they actually won the, the Stanley Cup and they had a marquee superstar Dynamo player. They had a great team when they did it. But if you look at the history of Washington sports, even, I mean, going back to the Redskins was last time anybody had anything to, to celebrate them. And that was in the early 90s, right? Their basketball team stinks. Every other team has actually won a fucking championship when you look through the league. Like, the, remember the St. Louis Rams, how brutal they were? The New Orleans Saints. Like, people would think those teams would never win a championship. They actually did. The only loser team that never did is the Wizards. So you want to take your building out of Chinatown and go to Alexandria, go ahead. I don't think it's going to change it at all. They're building, they built it in uh, for their football team. And that building, I went to one game there once. It looked like a model that they took from the 60s and rebuilt RFK with a couple of extra boosts in it. Maybe, quite possibly, one of the worst sports towns I've ever been to. Easily. not It's not even close. Like, they don't even know what they're rooting for. If there was, they're, they're like Baltimore fans. Like, they root for the Orioles. And then they move the Nationals down. I don't even know where the National Stadium's like outside the city. I know it's a cool looking stadium, Anthony. You've probably been there. I've, well, it's technically, great. That, technically that place is in great. the city. It's technically in the city, but it's it is, yeah. but it's not like right like where it's you not down. Like, it's not downtown. It's in yeah. southeast. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, yeah. I, I know like the Capitals fans were great, but that was one building. The Flyers fans would just inundate. Like they would literally. You talk about taking over a building night after night when the team played there. Flyers fans would own um, the, the buildings in Washington and 
that was pretty cool. So I thank all the Flyers fans for making those home games for us down there. We have to acknowledge this really quick. Go ahead. The Bundy bomb happened about 70 seconds ago, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to interrupt his flow. The man, the man was really, was on a, on a tear there. He was on a, I I will, I will tell you Bundy, like when you ask about nationals park, like I love that place. I went, really? I do. I've only been there once. I was there this past summer with our family. Um, I, I really do. I think that that park is pretty cool. It's it's very different from Citizens Bank Park. It's a knockoff like, of Citizens Bank Park. It but the way that it's set up is different. Like the oh, yeah, the it's set up different. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the arrangement of seats and like where where there are seats versus where there aren't, where there's upper deck, where there's not uh, a, a much like kind of flatter lower level, right? Like it's a, a, a deeper seating arrangement. I liked it. I, I thought it was a perfectly fine place if you're going to go watch the Phillies beat the Nationals. So, like, I, I had no problem with it. Parking was fine because we snuck into the garage. The guy let us through because he saw we had kids, and it was great. Can I, can I tell you what it is, Russ? It's a casual fan stadium because that's what Washington exists. Washington fans are are casual mm-hmm. fans. It's a casual I mean, in, fan in fairness, if you're in D.C., there's a lot of tourism, and so it's probably not the worst thing in the world to have – a casual fans stadium because you're not going to have a diehard Washington Nationals fan base. You do need to have broad appeal, and to that end, like it works. It works perfectly fine. I don't know. I disagree. But you just like to be a baseball elitist. It's so sad. It's so not sad. Being you hate a to baseball see it. elitist. It's, Washington I, is a terrible. I truly hate to see town. it. When I was I'm not disagreeing with you. And the Redskins haven't been good in 30 years. They haven't been good since they were called the Redskins. So, (laughs) when I was was they'll be the Redskins again. You watch. You think so? The commies, the commies are going to become the Redskins again. Possibility. There's a possibility of that. When I went, when they're going to make it a Redskin potato. Just so they can call them the Redskins. It's just going to be a big old potato. The Capitals had a decent team. Okay, we're talking. Uh This is '94. Capitals had a decent team. They're playing the Penguins in the opening round penguins are two times stanley cup champs defending champs okay playing the capitals capitals had a great run against them game six in washington with a chance to upset the two-time defending champs okay i got tickets on the blue line eight rows from the ice the day of the game now this is before you had you know all the the marketplace i literally called the capitals and said hey you guys have tickets available and they said yeah and I bought tickets day of the game, okay, for Capitals Penguins lower level, and it wasn't sold out. And then I went again against the Rangers. Eventually, they lost to the Rangers in the second round. Rangers won, went on to win the Stanley Cup that year. Um, went in the second round and got tickets against the Rangers against the Capitals. It's a terrible fan base down there. Mm-hmm. They don't care about their sports. Period. Period. It was all fo- it's all football, and then that's and that's it. Everything else is – it doesn't matter to them. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm I just saying so I, thought the baseball, I just thought the baseball team is fine. I, I give the Caps a little bit of credit. I think the Capitals built a, a good following with Ovechkin, but it's all because of Ovechkin. Once yes. he's done, it'll go back – it'll go right back to what it was before he got there. Yeah, I, I, I agree with uh, Anthony. I, I totally do. You know what? So let this be a lesson. Anybody that wants to build a big building in Chinatown, reconsider it. You may not want to do that. Well, they will. They're still going to. It's still going to happen. There's practically no chance that it doesn't happen at this point. I disagree. 
You think that they're going to back out? You think that after all of this hullabaloo, they're they're going to back out? I don't think that they're going to back out per se right off the bat. I do think this is a fight. I do think it's a. I think that the, the influence of Comcast on this city will make it a challenge to have that thing happen. I know. I know how. Why I don't think it's going there. This is actually kind of funny, Russ. I just rented a space for my new building, for my business, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania Recovery Center, on the court, corner of Winter and 10th Street. Okay. That's, that is Chinatown, 10th Street, right off of Vine. Literally, Vine and 10th is where we're putting our new Pennsylvania Recovery Center for more space. So I can tell you this, that there is a very, very high-end politician, judge perhaps, that has that space, and he is just fine leasing that out or even selling it. So I don't think it's happening. I, I really don't. I think it's going to something's going to. I think I agree with Anthony on this one. I think it's going to end up back in the Navy Yard or somewhere back there. It'd be interesting. So I, I think if it was if it was if it was definitely going to happen, I think we would have heard from Harris Blitzer Entertainment folks, other than um, Edelman, Edel, David Edelman. I think and he's the only voice we've heard. We've not heard Josh Harris talk about this at all. I mean, in fairness, it's the the less you have to hear of Josh Harris, the better. But he is the principal owner of the of the 76ers. Why hasn't he spoken about this a little bit? Not even once. Because he doesn't care. He also has a very he also has a very low approval rating in the city. Yeah, that probably does. doesn't. Would, street, right? Like if if you had to if you had to line up the people who are affiliated with with uh, Harris Blitzer, right? Uh, nobody knows what Blitzer sounds like. Most people don't know what he looks like. Harris, everyone knows, and everyone equally despises. It's not just here. It's at Crystal Palace. It's at. Uh, it's down with the commies. It's with the devils. He's just not a very well-liked owner. So the less he's around, the better. Edelman, at least, I don't know, you you make the pitch that, like, the guy understands real estate and he understands development, so you want to put that guy out as the forward-facing guy. I get it, and I hear what you're saying, but, like, I, I don't know. I just don't. I see no value in Josh Harris coming out and having, like, one of those weird vocal fry sessions that he has where he, he, doesn't, he kind doesn't of meanders around a, with his words. Thing. He just has to say... Even anytime he's interviewed for anything about his, about his business, about his teams that he owns... He doesn't even say, oh, and we're going to build an arena in downtown Philadelphia. Like, he doesn't even say it. It's not doesn't come up. Why? Because I don't believe that they really believe it's going to happen. Yeah. Allison asks, if if the arena gets moved downtown, the question needs to be asked is where the Snow the Goalie annual tailgates happen. Flyers aren't aren't moving. Flyers aren't moving. Flyers Flyers will stay at Wells Fargo. We'll have more room for people. Can I make the pitch, though? I know that this is not going to be popular, I guess, but whatever. I think that what, the, what Comcast has done with the Wells Fargo Center has turned it from a dump. I hated that building. Into, like, a very nice place to go see a game. Like, I actually no longer hate the Wells Fargo Center. I think it actually kind of, like, meets the moment. It looks like it belongs in a top four, top five sports market. I think they've done a really good job. However... If the Sixers do go off and do their thing, can I please make the 40th pitch to send the next stadium to the Navy Yard? Can, can we just do that? Can I think they it's going to happen. 
Can I they build at the Navy Yard? Can we build with infrastructure in place that there is an easy way to get on and off of major highways and not have to spend 45 minutes getting into a game and out of a game? That would be great. I would love that. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, I think that that's the next step. In all honesty, and you build and you build a you know specific exit for the for the Navy Yard for the arenas uh, off of 95. It's it's really going to be. Next place. Yeah, somebody came up to me the other day, and, and I don't know where it was, but they said, "Hey, I, I hear this. Uh, they're going to build a six or eight thousand seat stadium or, or um, concert hall or something down there. Is that a done deal yet? Because we did talk to it, Dan Hilferty about that. Yeah, it's not. A, I wouldn't say that it's a done deal, but you know, the the notion was that where the Spectrum used to be, they were going originally it was going to be a hotel, and then when that backed out, that fell apart because of funding with the city, and it just ended up becoming a parking lot the next thing that was discussed and just never came to fruition was building a smaller arena for things like concerts, for things like the wings, for things, you know, whatever, whatever you wanted to put in there, but a smaller arena. Um, but yes, about an eight to 10,000 seat arena. Um, it was the idea. Um, and then it kind of got put on the back burner, but I do think that that's going to come back around again. And I think it's going to happen. Um, I think that the plan is to have a second, smaller arena um, in that space, ultimately, that's right across the parking lot from Wells Fargo, um, at least for now. I mean, that way it builds up Xfinity Live and uh, and everything else. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, the, the World Cup's coming here in a couple of years, and they're going to want to put some things down there. I don't think, I don't think everything's going to be built up to, to what we're talking about here in time for that. But I do think that they're going to build up some, some stuff and have it ready to go for when the World Cup gets here so that you have all these international uh, sports fans coming through and, and being able to go to all these places right around, the, uh, right around Lincoln Financial Field and, and, the, and the stadiums down there. So um, I think that's just going to be the start of what Comcast Spectacore is looking to do uh, in that in those parcels of land, and that extends into the Navy Yard right off of uh, right off the side there. So good stuff, guys. There was there was one other there was another piece of breaking news. But before we get to that breaking news, I do want to remind people because it is the season after all that there's one place to go if you're looking for your last minute holiday shopping, your Chris Mahana Kwanzaa shopping. You go on over to shop.snowthegoalie.com where you can find the best merchandise this side of the Mississippi. Of course, Snow the Goalie has a lot of different products for you to find. You got the I'm a Torts Girl, I'm a Torts Guy shirts, the orange and the black, the Bundy Bomb shirt, the Coots. We got that on a sweatshirt and shirts. The Snow the Goalie logo, it still remains the most popular product in the store. The Crest hoodie. You've got the Mishkov Mania stuff, the Bundy Butte shirt. We got mugs. We got hoodies. We got all kinds of stuff. You can also just go to these beautiful little drop-down menus because when you do, you'll find each and every product. It's fantastic stuff. And I will tell you that we fixed something. There was an error with our store ever since it was created, but it's been fixed. And that, of course, is that you can now send gifts to other people at other addresses. For some reason, our store was set up that you could only put in your address, so it would ship to your house, but not if you wanted to send a gift to Anthony Sanfilippo. So we had somebody ping us yesterday and say, hey, I wanna send this to a friend across the state, not down here to the south, how do I make it work? Of course I went in and I fixed that order, but our great site guy, Dave Rosen, went in, he fixed it, so now you can ship it directly to that loved one in your life, 
So again, if you're looking for last minute uh, ideas, shop.snowthegoalie.com. From what I see, even from the most recent orders, it, it says that the orders will arrive by Christmas. But I would tell you that if you're going to place an order, I would do it sooner rather than later. Shop.snowthegoalie.com. All right, Anthony, <laughs> some breaking news here. Yeah. It came out of the National Hockey League, and it has something to do with someone who's associated with this organization, uh, has been in the past, and is now looking for a job. Drop the, uh, the knowledge on people. Well, everybody, I'm sure people know by now. They've heard uh, yesterday the, the St. Louis Blues uh, coach or former coach now, Craig Berube, Stanley Cup winning coach, uh, was fired. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I got to think that that's a it was a difficult decision for Doug Armstrong or GM there because Army was a big fan of Chief. I mean, really. Fired him after the game. I, I yeah. wonder about that one now. Holy yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, so I, I just wonder if that was more an ownership decision than it was a general manager's decision. Um, but. It doesn't surprise me. The Blues have struggled a lot, um, and they've kind of been kind of a, uh, I don't know, a a fair to middling team in the past couple seasons. Um, a lot of injuries, a lot of things that you know went went wrong for them. But I wouldn't put it on the coaching. Um, I do not think he will be out of work for very long. That doesn't mean I think he's going to immediately get hired this season. I do think that you know he probably you know, takes the rest of the season off. But I do think that you're going to see Craig Berube back working behind a bench sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, as someone in St. Louis said, Chief had a third line that nobody wanted. And I looked, I said, who's the third line? So I went down and looked. It was Kapanen, Verana, and Hayes. (laughs) Yeah, you got to go in with that. You got to find a way to be consistent with that. And that's true. Those were literally three castoffs. I think Verona just got waived like yesterday or this morning. Yeah. So he went out with the coach. Hayes scored two goals last night. Verona got waived and Chief got fired after the game. I mean, listen, I'm not, I don't know if people, I mean, he's one of Keith Jones's best friends. He coached Danny and Danny loves him. Um, yeah. You know, again, I, it, I don't know what's going to happen, but people are saying Columbus will hire Baruby. No chance. No chance. I, I have a good feeling there's only one place he wants to be. Unfortunately, this team is being coached right now. But I yeah. this is this is this is Chiefs' home, Philadelphia. Yeah, he still lives here. He never never, never sold his he house never here. Lived here to begin with. We got yeah. someone got arrogant and fired a great coach, and uh, look at the mess it was after that. Yeah, I, you know, I, really, I, I, I can see I can see them bringing him in in some kind of temporary advisory, advisory role, role mm-hmm. just so that he's back within the organization again, and then you see what happens as the time as time goes down the line and see what see what's what. I mean, you say, hey, look, you want to go coach next year for another team? Go nuts, man! But you know, at least right now you have a spot, you have a place, and then who knows what happens here in time. Maybe he likes the role that he's in, and maybe you know he takes a year off, or you know who knows. What, we'll see. This, Zach Weeks is a good friend of the show. I, I don't understand the comparison with Guy Boucher. I think Guy Boucher is done. I, 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 I he, never liked that ship Guy is sailed. I never liked Guy Boucher. Do you remember no, that time? Nobody liked him. That's why it's not anymore. 
you remember that game in Tampa? Yes. He wouldn't where, fortune. Where on the on national TV and the Flyers were yeah. just standing in their own end for and saying, oh, you're not going to play defense? You're not going to come come get the puck? Well, we'll just stand. Was, yeah, I hadn't heard his name in uh, years. I don't, I don't understand when that one's Zach, but thank you. Craig Berube will be coming home, I but I don't know. Uh, there's another one here. I, yeah, he he'll be back here at some point. I mean, he's a he's a favorite to many people, many yeah. people. Yeah, well, very well liked in this organization. Great friend to me. We, you know, I mean, again, I, I'll always advocate for Chief because I know what he is as a person. You know, he's not going to go in there and uh, blow sunshine up someone's ass. It's not going to happen. You know, he he'll do what's right for the team and. I mean, think of how good a coach has to be to take the last place team on a January 3rd and go win the Stanley Cup with them. You know, how many times have you seen players on the ice celebrating the coach uh, hoisting the Stanley Cup? St. Louis celebrated for him like he was the captain of the team the year Mm -hmm. they won it. And, uh, you know, you don't see anybody else. I mean, name another coach guys were celebrating around in a circle. No, it wasn't Hitch. Maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll maybe maybe we'll try and get Chief on in a, in a little pot. let let some time let you know, let this settle. You know, yeah, I'll let the dust settle. I texted him. I texted him last night. I said, Are "You around for my Christmas party at work?" <laughs> oh, yeah. Now we'll, uh... I have to be really good friends with him to throw a text like that. <laughs> yeah. He said, uh, "Yeah, I'll call you tomorrow or the next day." But that's just Chief, you know. Moving on, and uh, he'll. I mean, again. It's, it's not like he'll land wherever he wants to land because he'll be a highly sought after coach. It's going to make a lot of money. The, 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 when I first got to know chief was, uh, Oh, four Oh five during the lockout, I ended up covering the phantoms and I was at every phantoms game that year. Um, I still believe I'm the only writer in the history of the American hockey league to you travel come back to this every so many game. times. Um, this happens all the time. But no, we're we're on the we're on the. Uh, I was doing a story on what it's like to travel in the minors, as opposed to, you know, at the professional level where you're taking charter flights and stuff. And so I, you know, John Stevens allowed me to travel with the team uh, on their buses for a road trip. And um, we were, you know, we got on the I got on the bus at Voorhees, and the first game was in Hershey, so it was a quick ride. And then we had to drive after the game from Hershey to Albany, New York. This is New Year's Eve, um, so it was a it was a good four and a half hour bus ride. Uh, and I get in, and uh, I'm coming on the bus, and Johnny says, "Are right, you you sit with Chief?" So I sit next to Chief. Chief taps me on the on the shoulder, points down to the ground, and he's got an entire case of beer. He's like, "This is for you and me on the ride." <laughs> And it is me and Chief, just me and Chief throwing back beers for four hours, just talking about life. And he was, it was like, I didn't really know the guy. Like I had, you know, I had talked to him a few times, but I had not really, didn't really know him, know him. And that was like, it was like an indoctrination and what a, what an incredible guy. I mean, that he is. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's, he's the best, yeah. absolute yeah. best. And he knows how to separate the coaching from the personal stuff where yeah. you actually know it as well. You know, yeah. if you sit a guy out, the whole world doesn't believe it's a shot at the guy or a personal attack. They know it's it's justly for the betterment of a player, and that's that's what he. I mean, he's just a stand up guy. I mean, imagine playing that role and playing over eleven hundred games or whatever it is. He played a ton of hockey as a fourth line tough guy. 
yeah. one of the best teammates I ever had. And most guys will tell you that. I just loved them and uh, still great friends to this day. I don't – I mean, listen, at the end of the day, coaches get fired. But look at what he's done. His, his resume is amazing. His wins-loss record, Stanley Cup, made the playoffs four years with that team. Um, unfortunately, they're going to have a hard time replacing him, except the voice will change. I don't know who the new guy, Bannister. I'm not even sure yeah. who he is. He's a new coach, but nothing against him. That's just a new guy coming. And I wish him the best. But Chief is uh, is already now. He's in a top tier of the top five like best coaches out there. And I wouldn't be surprised if he had people calling him all day today. Um, well, you know, speak, speaking of that, you know, Michael London asks something that I've seen on Twitter already. Get rid of Rocky Thompson and have him coach the power play. I can't envision a scenario where John Tortorella and Craig Berube are on the bench together or that Berube is being dictated to by John Tortorella. I mean, sure, two Stanley Cup winning coaches. One has done it within the last few years. The other, you know, it's two decades ago, but whatever. But, like, uh, I, can't, I can't see it. Can you guys see Berube going from being a Stanley Cup winning coach to being subservient to John Tortorella here? Zero. I mean, unless they're both named associate head coach. No, Chief, I don't that would never happen. It, it's just they're two they're two big personalities of like two A types. And there's no way that that would move. No, Rocky um is not going to be replaced by Chief for the power play. Um power play's fine apparently. If you listen to the broadcast, it's amazing. <laughs> they're making strides, they're making significant strides, and they score. Yeah. I, I, I will say, I will say the one thing about the power play that I will say has slightly improved. At least they're generating some chances now, whereas before they were doing nothing. But they still can't. Low finish. bar. Low bar. It's a very low. It's low, a very low. Very bar. low bar. It's a very yep. low bar. But now it's yeah, it's it's a bad it's a bad situation altogether. The power play. Well, look, I have good news for people. It's a Wednesday morning. We've now done the morning after, which has kind of also served as snow the goalie for the week. I forgot to put in the last uh, morning after in the podcast feed, which I'll be doing as soon as we're done here. So we'll have both in the podcast feed. Uh, that was a little bit more of a jovial uh, uh, breakdown after the Flyers won against the Avalanche. However, I will point out that on Thursday night, yes, that's right, about, what, 36 hours from now, the three of us will be up. Outside of the Snow the Goalie Sportsbook, you take the elevator at section 121, take it all the way up. Tell me you're going to the sportsbook, even though you're not. And as soon as you get off the elevator, you'll wrap your way around and you'll run right into us. There's the Oregon, and then there's Snow the Goalie, the press row show. The number one rated pregame intermission and postgame show this side of the Mississippi. I have two announcements. Tomorrow's my birthday. I told Anthony that. Come on up. We're going to have a birthday bash on the Press Row show tomorrow. We're going to have a little party up there tomorrow night. Um, I'm not buying anybody beer or anything like that. But come on up and let's have a party. The second thing, um, I always say this, Russ, because we're looking for sponsorship. My business, Pennsylvania Recovery Center, I'm going to say this around the holidays. Anybody out there is struggling at all in any way, shape, or form, you can reach out to Snow the Goalie. You can reach out to me on Twitter. Or go to PennsylvaniaRecoveryCenter.com. People do struggle the holidays. I want to let you guys know. Anyone, family member, you, yourself, anyone, friend, family, I'm here for you. I got your back. And all you have to do is ask for help. That's all I got for a, qu a quick PSA. But tomorrow night, uh, Flyers back home against the Capitals at 7 p.m. And I look forward to seeing you guys down. 
Show up for Bundy's birthday bash. Come on down for the, the bash. triple, the triple B Bundy's birthday bash. That's right. Aunt, do you think, and we should, uh, we should get the flyers to provide food for the uh, Snow the Goalie listeners who come well, up. Maybe to, that's uh, why. I threw that. Maybe that's why I threw yeah, that there out. There you go. Bundy, do, do you like do you like cheesesteaks? Like, if there was like a cheesesteak bar, would you be happy with cheesesteaks? Like, how are you feeling about that? Like, we. Uh... I actually think a cheesesteak bar would be an amazing thing for 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 people tomorrow. You know, again, I would never usually tell anybody that it's my birthday. I don't really care anymore after you get to fifteen years old. But I thought I'd do it just in case someone heard it. Maybe you want to have some cheesesteaks or something up at the. Uh, up on the, the balcony tomorrow night. You never know. Anthony's going to work really hard on it. That's going to be Anthony's service for tomorrow is to make sure that there are cheesesteaks up at the Snow the Goalie Sportsbook just outside of it where the Press Row Show is. Now, remember, Bundy, if it doesn't happen, it's Anthony's fault. No, in it's which not. case, In which case, we'll send Anthony down to one of the uh, food stands to buy you a cheesesteak because you deserve that for your birthday. All right, big fella? So... A big thank you to everybody who checked it, checked in on the show live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We will be back Thursday night for the Press Row Show. I don't know who we're going to have pregame. Anthony usually is pretty good at uh, procuring a guest for pregame, so we'll see who that might end up being. And then, of course, postgame with myself and Bundy, you never know who's going to pop on. Last time we had Fridge show up. Uh, I have a feeling that as the season goes on, all these people who listen to the press row show are going to they're going to try to get the snow the goalie rub and they're going to come up and they're going to want to break some stuff down who knows if the flyers win anthony will get an exclusive player interview if they lose we'll get the torts press conference and we'll see could be a lot of fun so make sure that if you haven't done so already you subscribe to snow the goalie wherever you get your podcasts that you go over to youtube that you subscribe to the channel you ring the little bell so you get notified whenever we go live and uh, do us a favor it is the holiday season okay you don't have to spend money. I mean, you can go to shop.snowthegoalie.com and spend money. We will never stop you. But if you want to do something for free to help us out, as you're getting together with friends and family around the holidays, let them know about Snow the Goalie. It does mean a lot. Word of mouth certainly means a lot. And as we got our Spotify wrapped thing and we're able to see how the show has been shared, a lot of people share the uh, the show through text. So that's pretty cool. I, and we always appreciate that. So uh, Bunny gonna get wild with some Mexican cokes and cheese whiz. I don't. Can we sneak Mexican Coke bottles into the uh, Wells Fargo Center? <laughs> Glass bottles. What could possibly go wrong? Come on now. Hmm. Well, you know what, Russ? I mean, I have plenty it of them. I never know what could fit into a computer bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to get through. It's got to get through security, though. Keep that in mind. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It'll be fine. What could possibly go wrong? They're going to be like, they're going to have Bundy in cuffs. They're going to be like, what? Why is Bundy arrested on his birthday? Uh, he was, uh, he said he was trying to bring Mexican Coke in. Oh. We can't find the powder anywhere. Hey, we got another, we got another, uh, uh, someone chiming in from, uh, from afar. You see this, Russ? Simon. Happy birthday, Bundy from the UK. Nice beanie. From the oh, UK. Nice. From Thanks, the UK. Summer. Thanks for checking in, Simon. That's very great. That's awesome. awesome. We love that. I always love when we get we get folks who are from places we don't expect. Mm -hmm. We awesome. what are what are the most obscure ones? We've had Australia, we've had Helsinki, North Macedonia, North Macedonia definitely the leads obscure. the way right now. Yes, definitely the most obscure. Maybe not the furthest, but certainly the most obscure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's probably time for us to roll out. Everybody have a fantastic Wednesday. We'll see you Thursday night. And again, oh, Ryan's what? in Estonia today. 
Oh my god! He's normally from normally checking in from Finland, Ryan. From um, a, a, in, Estonia. in Estonia. Wow. Yeah, wow. that's a, that's a new one. So, Ryan, what you're gonna do is you're gonna find a place to print out Snow the Goalie uh, logos, or I can get you the QR code. You're just gonna go start putting them all up around Estonia. And people are going to have no idea what's going on, but there's going to be some Jamoke who's going to see the logo. They're going to see the Flyers logo, and and they're going to they're going to start listening to the show. So there we you go. You've got to put into the store, Russ. You know how you ever see you see people who do the pictures from wherever they're at, you know, and they and they're wearing mm-hmm. their team jerseys or something. You got to put like a little yeah. flag, like a little get a little snow the goalie flag, and have people put them up in different places around the world and send us photos that. of the, of the snow. You know, yeah, those little snow the goalie car flags, you know? Yeah, a little flag. A little ma- yeah, it's like, All right, know. we're going to have to figure this out. Great. Yeah. Now there's more stuff that I have to do. All right, <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll absolutely figure it out. Uh, Ryan said that he's there, by the way, for the Christmas market. I, I didn't know about the Christmas market in Estonia. But the that's Estonia cool. Christmas market, huh? I've never heard of it. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to Google it. Are you asking me to, like, pull it up on the screen? I don't want to No, do not right now. now. Okay. I, you know, right. we got to do a little research into it. But hey, I, Mike, know. I don't know if Mike is coming to a game. Mike says not from Philly. Where is the best cheesesteak? Oh, I'm not answering oh. that because every time I do, you get shit if you say the wrong thing. So well, I, 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 I know where I go, but I'm not saying it. Well, I'll, I'll give one because I have no because I know that I've never gone wrong. Uh, no one's ever said that they didn't like it. But John, go to John's Roast Pork. And get either a cheesesteak or a roast pork sandwich. Either one. Or maybe both. Maybe get yeah, both. Or they're, they're both phenomenal. Um, <laughs> the only problem with John's is, is that you got to go during the day. <laughs> Eric. <come on>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For the podcast people, Eric H. checks in and says, Arby's. You guys are going to shit all over me. I still go to Pat's. I do. Do you? All right, I, go, all right, I, get soda, go, I get a soda and a smile. The guys talk hockey with me for two minutes. I would say one of the highlights in my career, I mean, there was about four of us, and we were absolutely uh, three sheets to the wind, maybe four. And we went back one night. Uh, we had a Cars, and uh, it was after a Flyer game, and we went back, and we are all frying our steaks at Geno's one night. There was about 300 people outside. That was really cool. Like, I'll look back and say, what's the coolest thing you did in Philly one year? I, I fried steaks at Geno's. That's pretty cool, yeah. actually. Really cool. That's pretty cool. I, I do. Cool. I, I, I do. I heard gyms, and I know. Listen, I, this is, is gyms reopen yet? Gyms. I heard they're all great. I do go to Pat still. I mean, people say what they want. It's not the original, but I always get somebody down there shooting the shit about hockey or sports. Sit out on the picnic table there. It's great. I really like the atmosphere. It really it's very is South Philly. Cool. It's very South Philly. It is. I will tell you that out yeah. out where I'm at, like there's apparently like a, a battle brewing between two cheesesteak trucks that I was unaware of. There's a, a guy, Deezy's, I've, I've seen. I went and got one of his. They were very good. There's a place in Pottstown called Gazzo's that I haven't tried yet, but I've seen they smoke their Cooper Sharp cheese, which wow. is very intriguing to me. So I think I'm going to have to find them as well. Um, and then I'll report back. But I am a connoisseur of the cheesesteak. So pinkies up, you know. I'm very excited. Uh, what goes on your cheesesteak, by the way? Let's have like the most meta uh, Philly only discussion ever. There's only Go one ahead. way to do it. I, it look, and, and, and no offense to either of you guys, but I'm the only born and bred Philadelphian on the show. There's only one way to do it. It's uh-huh. Wizwith. It's I use I go Wizwith. Yeah, that's what I the do. only way to do it. I'm, and I'm not, you know, I'm not originally Russ. I'm not an original classic. <laughs> 
but that's uh, right. <laughs> I was not born within the city limits. <laughs> so I know that I'm an outsider in a cheesesteak world. But, listen, you do it, but you do it the right way, Bundy. You do it the right way. Ryan do, says you know, that I, Helsinki has a cheesesteak yeah. truck? That's insane. That's insane. Well, thank you, so Ryan, thank you. Ryan, what you need to do is the next time that you're in Helsinki and that cheesesteak truck is around, I need you to take a picture and send it to Snow the Goalie so we can put it on the show because I am very intrigued. We will do free publicity for a cheesesteak truck in Helsinki, Finland. Is it owned by Yoni? Guys, does uh, <laughs> Do we want to have a cheesesteak truck at the tailgate? Who wants to lobby for cheesesteak trucks coming to the tailgate? You can pay. We'll make money. We'll have the two or three cheesesteak trucks right at the tailgate. This is getting bigger. We're going to have a lot to promise, but I'm going to pull it through. Because I pulled through in my life some of the biggest fucking parties you've ever seen. This is nothing. We'll get this thing done. I promise. This tailgate's going to be absurdly we'll done. ask anybody like in a good way. Trucks, if they would like to have cheesesteaks there. And we'll work on some promotion where we get discounted cheesesteaks. But I'd love three trucks parked there. Three or four trucks, cheesesteaks. Let's go. Bundy is going to, like, at some point, Bundy's going to promise the Pope. And I'll be honest, I wouldn't be shocked to see Pope Francis show up and give everyone a blessing wearing the flyer's crest across his chest at this point. When Bundy says he'll make it happen, I believe he'll make it happen. All right. I do think it is time to go. We've been here for almost an hour. Why does the morning after show always more? Do we like, honestly, at some point, do we just kill the idea of the morning after show and just make it the snow, the goalie show? Because this, this was supposed to be a 10 to 15 minute day after post game show. And it always turns into this. And I love it tremendously, but man, here we are. Listen, the people who, who, the the couple of people on Twitter who are like, are you guys ever going to go back to doing the regular show? I mean, I guess right now it's under the guise of the morning after show. But like realistically, this was pretty much an episode of Snow the Goalie. So anyway. Uh, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> hey, HC. Anthony, that, that would uh, bring you American to your morning constitution quite onions. quickly. Would it not? <laughs> Mushrooms, bacon, and wow, that's a lot. That's like a pizza steak, though. It's not that ridiculous. It's just kind of like a pizza steak. The bacon is the one thing that throws it off. You better be close to the can when you have that thing. (laughs) David says, uh, don't get a cheesesteak in Denver. Baby wife central. Yeah, you're right, bud. (laughs) David says that in Denver, they put carrots and celery on a cheesesteak. I would be surprised. That that sounds... Mile high cheesesteak. You're not kidding. Uh, Wow. Okay. Well, I think it's time to go. By All the right. way, Wiz, Wiz, Wizwise, Tony Luke's to me has the best Wiz. It's like buttery. I like it. I like their Wiz. Otherwise, I like going American. Do you think if you got Cooper Sharp Wiz? American? Well, I'm just saying their their Wiz is the best. Theirs is buttery. I enjoy it. I think it has a nice texture okay. and a good flavor. Okay. So there's that. All right. Time to go. We will talk to you all. Thursday night, and in the meantime, follow Ant on Twitter at AntSinPhilly, Bundy at CTarian6. I'm on there at JoyOnBroad. You can follow Snow the Goalie on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, all at Snow the Goalie. So for these guys, I'm Russ. We'll talk to you all again Thursday night as I make the seventh effort to get us out of here. Everybody have a great rest of your day.